0: This week we talk about Bed Bath in Star Trek Beyond. Did Brendan Fraser's clap really ruin his career? And we also have a very special announcement that means awesome things for all of you. Yes, you. No, not you. Put the drink down and leave. Plus, our Netflix recommendations and a competition. Yeah, you are. To the four hundred and five film podcast with Sean Melton and Adam Debonati Roche. That's not how you make a steak, but anyway, never mind. Oh, hello! Welcome to the four hundred and five film podcast. Actually, that's not a title anymore, is it?
1: No, it isn't. We have an exciting new title. Drumroll, please.
0: I'll cut that in. You know, we know in the uh, starting bit I said we have a very special announcement. It's not the announcement you think it is, which is Snapple. They've decided to send us free drinks each week.
1: That is the announcement I wake up hoping for every day.
0: What's your favourite Snapple?
1: Snapple Apple.
0: Damn right, Snapple. If you hear this and your social media listening tools are working correctly, you'll pick this up and listen to the podcast and hear us talk about Snapple. But anyway, the big news is that our friends at Picture House Central are now members. They are members. They're members of the 405 film family and the podcast family.
1: They are. We've partnered with them. We're very good friends with them. Friends forever. No take back sees not allowed and they are helping us present this podcast and we'll be helping them promote some of their awesome events.
0: Yeah, so if is talking about Picture House Central, it's because we're now partnered with them. Isn't it a good thing? It's a very good thing. It's
1: a very good thing because they're an awesome cinema and we spend all our time there anyway, so might as well. It makes sense. It makes and, so, a lot of sense.
0: and so what does it mean for you, the listener? Well, what it means for you guys is that you'll get the in-depth Look at some of the films coming up at Picture House Central. And also, you'll probably be in the chance of winning some certain things. Maybe. Oh, who knows. And there's a feature coming soon that we are working on, which means you get to join us in a film.
1: Yes. Us.
0: Random really person, random film. And, and the
1: two of us. I feel like that's everyone's ideal first date.
0: Will you buy the snacks?
1: I will buy the snacks.
0: Yeah? What snacks?
1: Water. Water from the water jug that they offer for free. Bring your own candy, please.
0: So there we I go. I like
1: M and M's.
0: So there we go. We'll give you water from the free water jug and the oxygen that they also provide there as well, which I think is a good deal as a prize winner. Super good deal. Anyway, moving on. There you go. So welcome to the 405 film. Po- there welcome to the four film podcast with Picture House Central. Ooh. It's got a good ring to it. It's
1: a very good ring to it. And, yeah, look good. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. So, what'd you watch? What have you been watching this week? Go on. Go on, what have we seen?
1: Well, Ooh. we saw Ghostbusters again, but we won't talk about that because I could
0: go on for hours. What we are going to
1: talk about is Bed Bath and Star Trek Beyond. Oh,
0: <sighs> Bed Bath and Star Trek Beyond. Where are my baths? And my sinks. What else they sell in Bed Bath and Beyond?
1: It's everything. Is it? Yeah, it's everything. And did you know that Bed Bath and Beyond coupons never expire? One of the many things Broad City has taught me.
0: Do they? Do they basically believe that the world is never going to end?
1: Exactly. And in the future, people will use Bed Bath and Beyond coupons as currency.
0: Oh man, that that that, that could happen in a very Rick and Morty, you know, parallel that is parallel the universe. I dream of. Anyway, enough tangentizing. This is Star Trek Beyond. It's the first film by Justin Lin, basically fast and furious in space.
1: Yes.
0: And it's a, after what I presume, and not what I presume, what I believe to be a very disappointing into darkness, it's a...
1: Did you literally feel like you were going into darkness when you saw it?
0: Into the doom and gloom of a Benedict Cumberbatch wasted role.
1: Ugh, there's nothing worse than that.
0: And it just felt... The franchise needed something. I hate reboots. Like I'm really fed up of reboots and reboots and reboots. I do believe that we need another Spider-Man reboot coming up. Oh, we do. And then this this series felt stale. It felt like there were a lot of missteps in Star Trek Into Darkness. And Justin Lin taking over was met with a little bit of coyness by me. It was like, oh no, what's he going to do? Oh, when's Vin Diesel getting cast? But that never came about. Damn it. Instead we got Idris Elba, Simon Pegg, Chris Pine, Zachary Quinto, and the late Anton Yelkin, and Carl Urban. Well, they doing... were all
1: in it before. I know,
0: but in... but they didn't. He didn't replace a cast with like Michelle Rodriguez, Vin Diesel, um, The Rock, and everyone else. Actually, this is that's a conversation for another time. How good would Star Trek Beyond be with a Fast and Furious cast?
1: Amazing. <laughs>
0: but, um...
1: Amazing.
0: But it's a great film.
1: It's a really good film. I was surprised. I have seen the other Star Trek's, but they're films that I see. I know I enjoy them when I watch them, but then I, I never feel the urge to want to rewatch them. They don't particularly excite me or capture me like other films do. In this one, I think I would actually see it again.
0: What captured you about it? What was the defining tick on your For checklist? For me,
1: it was the character Jayla, played by Sophia um, Butella who is the leggy lady from Kingsman, mm. um, and she She's was cool. amazing.
0: She's a cool gazelle in Kingsman. Very
1: fitting, very fitting. And um, she was the best part of this film, and a brand new, like, completely new character alien, completely made up specifically for this film, and I think it was awesome. Um, fun fact that I learned from the internet uh, about this character Um. That when they wrote her, Simon Pegg, who wrote the film, also was trying to figure out her character inspiration. And it was Jennifer Lawrence from *Winter's Bone*. Um, one, I'm impressed he's actually seen *Winter's Bone*. That's very cool. And uh, that that was a little too long to call the character, so they shortened it to J-Law, which is um, Jennifer Lawrence's official social media name, which turned into Jayla, and that is why her character's name is Jayla, which is so fucking badass. That's pretty cool. So thank you, *Winter's Bone*. And Deborah Granick who directed that film.
0: And Simon Pegg.
1: Also Simon Pegg for having seen such a badass film. So there we go. Fun factoid of the day. Whip that out at a party and impress all your friends. What was your favourite part of Star Trek Beyond?
0: I don't actually know. Loads.
1: What was something that stood out for you? What Okay Gimme something. Gimme something.
0: I love sitting and watching films and being being in awe of certain bits and pieces and in Star Trek Beyond what I was in awe of was the visual effects of the swarm and when you watch the film you'll know what the swarm is but I'm not going to go too much into it but I know I don't know a lot about CGI but I'm aware of how long certain things take Mm -hmm. and the CGI behind the swarm and it's actually something that I'm considering going and investigating a bit more is amazing it's it looks great it's, it's it's visually stunning, stunning, and you really feel that this is a very destructive mode. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to be vague, yeah. but the swarm really stood out for me, and it wasn't just me as well. I spoke to a few people in and around work, and they were like, "Yeah, the swarm just it's oh, it's not it's not been done no, like it? that for a while." I know there is something like the swarm in other films, but the way that this one worked and the way that everything was in sync it just looked beautiful and it was like the action scenes are beautifully destructive Mm -hmm. not in an Independence Day 1 or an Independence Day resurgence way or even 2012 or um, San Andreas the destruction in this looks elegant and sometimes artistic in form Mm -hmm.
1: I think that with the swarm, it's like you could, without giving anything away, you could Google how um, large flocks of birds move, and they move in sync, and that's very beautiful to watch, and it's poetic almost, and it's like dancing. Like, that's what it came across as, was kind of it like did, dancing. Yeah.
0: And The Verge nailed the review of this, and in their in their title, like, if you know The Verge, theverge.com, and they said it's two minutes of humor and two hours of angst, and it is. You get a little bit of lightheartedness at the start, and then it is straight into intense, not just action, but drama, mm-hmm. nail biting, and in some cases, Idris Elba's villain being just spot on evil. But mm-hmm. you need to watch the film to learn more about him. Anyway, we spoke about the mummy briefly. We did. And we were having a conversation earlier about Brendan Fraser and where did it all go wrong. And you seem to believe, mainly because they're rebooting the Mummy franchise with Tom Cruise.
1: Why? But also Sophia Boutella, because I'm very enthralled with her, not new career, but this is going to be like, everyone's calling this her vehicle. And she's been cast in the Mummy. Didn't even know it was happening and also didn't know why Brendan Fraser isn't in it. He should be in it. It's a travesty. But I think it's because... His career was ruined by a clapping gif. Do we think that was actually it? Could that be it?
0: Tell, fill me the story. And where's this? What is this clapping gif?
1: Well, it's just it's one of those gifs that up until five minutes ago, I just thought it existed like it was just a thing. It's like you have the thumbs up computer kid gif. You've got the clapping gif, and you've got just you know those standard like oh I use Twitter. Here's that gif. But I didn't know where it came from. But upon doing some research. Um, It was the Golden Globes, Robert De Niro told a joke, and Brendan Fraser was just enjoying it, and he clapped, and it was a little derpy, and so, you know what, fuck you, Robert De Niro.
0: So you're basically saying Robert De Niro slowed Brendan Fraser's career, because it's it's not gone, he's still around, he's still doing stuff, he was in a film called Furry Vengeance, which sounds reputable enough, I've never been in a film, so...
1: I mean, I we, we shouldn't judge. He's prob- Maybe he's doing great. I we miss Brendan know. Fraser. He was He's charismatic. He's amazing. Um, Lawrence Roberts, our good friend, would cast him in a film if he was a director.
0: Yeah, so but, go. but Lawrence's favorite films are John Carter and The Lone Ranger, which we'll just leave that there to hang we for will. a bit.
1: You can judge that as you will.
0: But if you have any thoughts on what Brendan Fraser's up to and why his career may have stagnated, just tweet us at the 405 film... Or at Chin or at Sharnacious, but really just at the four or five film. We don't want to make it too complicated, do we?
1: You can also just tweet that gift to us over and over again. We would not mind.
0: Please do if you. <laughs> just
1: over and over, just on repeat, once an hour, once every five minutes. If we you re- send we'll re- it... retweet them all, promise.
0: I'd be I'd so be up for that if you if you listen to this. Like, just send me that gift again and again and again and again and again and again.
1: And again.
0: And again.
1: And again.
0: Right. Tangentize. We had our first uh, documentary club and we're filming this, recording this, just after we've come back.
1: Yeah. It was uh, it was Central Docs Club because um, you need to start saying docs. Practice with me. Docs.
0: Nope. Docs. No.
1: Anyway, um, I've written a little bit about it on the 405 so you can go and play a little catch up. But what it is is uh, talking about documentaries after you see them, and it's a club. So we're hoping that um, new people will come every time, but hopefully some of the same faces will start seeing again, and you know, getting to know people through film is really fun. Tonight's was awesome. Uh, We, as I mentioned before, we watched um, author the JT Leroy story. It was our second time seeing it. And were we more enlightened, less enlightened, more confused, less confused having seen it a second time?
0: I'm more enlightened, Um, like I said during the Q&A. We were asked a question about it being a hoax or art form. And the first time I watched it around, I was pretty, pretty on the money, saying I felt like it was just a hoax and I felt ridiculed by it all. And I guess that's how everyone else felt. But after watching it for the second time, I can kind of see, like, elements of the art form. Definitely. It's still, you're being fucking punked. But at the same time, there is broader fictional world around it Mm -hmm. and it's a great film it's a great documentary to watch so if you get a chance to go go see it it's when's it on general release do you know
1: Um, it's out at the picture house screening normally now so you can go to their website and see it um what screening times um, I highly recommend it. Go with some friends because you will want to talk about it after. I think everyone will take away something different. Um, we heard a lot of different opinions tonight about it and points of view that I would have never thought of. So I thought that was pretty cool. Um, the talk was led by Melena, who works with Picture House, and she was really great and brought up a lot of great points that I would have never thought about either, which is the point of Central Docs Club, different points of view coming together. Um, I'll be doing a little bit of a write-up of it. Soon, so you can look out for that. But otherwise, if you have a chance, go see it. Take a friend. Argue about it afterwards. Love it together. Maybe one of you hate it. Doesn't matter. You'll really want to talk about it.
0: Yeah, big shout out to Dogwoof. Woof, Dogwoof for bringing it over. What else are they bringing? Dogwoof of like, they're bringing over some good films.
1: They are. I don't know off the top of my head.
0: Well, they had a few at. Um, At Sundance earlier, didn't they, in the year?
1: They did have some at Sundance London.
0: And they're like, they are just... not primarily a documentary distribution company. They brought Blackfish to the UK. And everyone knows all about Blackfish, because that was one of those films. And then Wiener, and they're also Where to Invade Next. So as a a production house goes... Is it production? Publishing?
1: Um, The distributors.
0: Whoops! As distributors go. go.
1: Yep, lots of really great documentaries. they are also... Oh yeah, look at this as we're scrolling through the website. Uh, the confession, which is another film that we'll be having a Central Docs Club on, coming up soon. It's
0: on the fifteenth of August.
1: There we go. Mark that in your calendars, friends. Um, yeah. So if you like really good documentaries, uh, check out what Dogwoof is up to because they're bringing the UK lots of great ones.
0: Yeah, good word, Dogwoof. Thank you. And also make sure to go follow. Pick House Docs?
1: Yes, because they will tell you all the news of all the documentaries at Picture House programs at Picture House Central, but also just across all the Picture Houses in case you might not live right in central London. It's
0: actually Pick Docs. I got it wrong.
1: Pick Docs. Pick Docs.
0: That's so much shorter than Pick House Docs. Why am I on? I
1: don't know, that's a good one. So follow them. Um, get get your doc fix. All
0: right, we're going to take a short break. We'll be back after this. After last week, no show for me on the Netflix recommendations. I felt pretty bad. I was like, I've let our listeners down, and they really need to know
1: exactly what, what's on your mind.
0: Exactly what's on my mind at all times. Currently, I'm not drinking fizzy drinks and eating crisps. There you go. Just
1: trying to be healthy.
0: There you go. That's more that's on my mind. You know, giving up Coca Cola is quite hard. Even like after they took the you know the coca bit out, the, that's the cocaine, not the other bit. It's quite hard. But yeah, I feel like I let you all down. So my Netflix recommendation this week, if you haven't listened to any of the ones that Sean listed last week, then shame on you. Shame on you. It's not that hard to fire up in Netflix. We just want to stop you scrolling through it and wasting half an hour of your life by not picking something to watch and then watching the IT crowd again. That's what I do. So I think you should be watching Mouse Hunt.
1: Mouse Hunt.
0: Why do you say in that tone? Mouse Hunt is a brilliant film.
1: It is. It is. I watched it a lot when I was a kid. When did that come out?
0: 1997?
1: Damn, I remember ninety seven. That was a good year.
0: How old were you in 1997?
1: I was 11.
0: Good Perfect math. age for Mouse Hunt. I was 10. That did is how math works, isn't it? Did you know that Mouse Hunt came out in 1997, and then we had Rat Race a few years later?
1: Interesting.
0: seemed that Hollywood got into like a bit of a rodent f- scene.
1: there were no actual rats in rat race fun fact oh
0: thanks for that That that's the best fun fact i think we've ever had
1: there we go
0: also mouse hunts really weird it had nathan lane in which is all fine nathan lane was running he was doing quite well at that time i think this is either pre or post the birdcage i think it might be post but it also had lee evans in who's a british comedian it was a strange choice um, he's rubber faced, he's brilliant in the role, and the whole film just like I enjoy it far too much. And I for one haven't seen it in a while. That's why it's my pick for this week. I've not seen it.
1: I like how someone's good career jump would be, oh, I've done the bird cage, let me star in this movie about a mouse trying to kick me out of my own house.
0: I think that I think that's <laughs> I think that's a good career and choice. Totally,
1: totally acceptable. That's exactly what Nathan Lane really wanted to do with it. Maybe he did. It's a fun movie. I absolutely loved it. That little mouse was just everything to me. Every just, now and then, so sassy.
0: Every now and then, you need a, um, a fun movie. You know, need to make a jump. You know, do Will Smith. He's only <laughs> in Suicide Squad because it looks like a laugh.
1: That's true. If I had the ability to just be in films because he looked like a laugh, well, I wouldn't be sitting here right now.
0: No, you'd be in films.
1: I would be starring in Mouse Hunt too.
0: You'd be in Sharknado.
1: I would definitely be in Sharknado.
0: I would be in Sharknado, even though people are saying that Sharknado 4 is not too good.
1: Um, Well, you know what, doesn't matter, still gonna watch it. But first watch Mouse Hunt, and then maybe afterward give Small Soldiers a watch because written by the same person, and that is a fucking fun fact.
0: That is a fun fact. This guy was doing well at that time.
1: Imagine the brain that came up with Mouse Hunt and then also came up with Small Soldiers. Is he married? I don't know, Adam Rifkin, um, this Adam here would like to propose to you.
0: Adam Rifkin, would you like to take my hand in holy matrimony? We can write films together, do a sequel to Small Soldiers that everybody's wanted for a really long time.
1: Me, especially me. I,
0: I will be tweeting you. so And we'll follow that up next week. And I've got some things to talk about tweeting in the outro as well, about one of my little plans. Oh, yes. But yeah, okay. also thing that's amazing about this, the guy who did the uh, who's a director of photography on this, Fader and Papa Michel. Michael maybe. We don't know. Worked on Mouse Hunt. And he also worked on Cool Runnings and Sideways and then won an Oscar for Nebraska. Nominated. Nominated.
1: I think. I don't think he actually won. But I cinematographers are amazing because I feel like they more than anyone bounce around in their careers to do like go go look up the cinematographer of Cool as ice. I will not tell you who it is. Go look at his his roster of films. You is it Bill Pope? No, it's not. But it's similar to to this cinematographer where you're like, oh, Cool Runnings, Mouse Hunt. Wait, what? Now you're being nominated for Oscars? It's it's magical. And so Faden, Papa Michelle, Papa Michael, we love
0: you. Can I tell you something about Bill Pope?
1: Tell me about Bill Pope. You
0: know, Bill Pope did like was DP, director of photography for The Matrix. Mm-hmm. Matt Stone and Trey Parker came to him one day I was like hey how would you feel about doing that for a puppet film and so I find it hard to believe that to this day that Bill Pope did and was director of photography on Team America
1: because uh, he wanted
0: to do something he'll never get the chance to do again
1: exactly I who could turn down a puppet movie just imagine like do, like setting up those scenes and then being like mm, can, we, can we run that again this time more acting on the bar before you fall into the ape tank
0: please. More, I need more <laughs> acting from you. Can we reset those kittens <laughs> to unrip the models apart? Oh, Thank so you. Alright, what's yours? What is your one pick this week? My Just one. the one, Sean. Just, Just one the one. We know
1: no one wants to hear from me. They all want to hear from you.
0: I am the voice. I am the good looking one.
1: Apparently. My recommendation is another documentary because I'm all hyped up about documentaries right now and mine is Finders Keepers. I've seen it twice.
0: Is that a sequel to Jeepers Creepers? It
1: absolutely is not. Um, it's It's a documentary um, that's hard to describe. At its surface, it's about one man who kind of steals another man's mummified foot. It's already uh, been removed from his body. He didn't take it off his body, but he did acquire said foot and decide he wanted to keep it. But it becomes a look at, at like grief and and coming to terms with your family and fame and it's it's very it's funny and you want to roll your eyes at these two characters but then you leave it with this almost profound sense of loss and longing it's it's a very strange documentary in that sense that it can have such a flip really really great on netflix go find it um and also that director has a new documentary coming out or one of their directors for finders keepers one of them has a new documentary coming out called gleason go watch a trailer for that and try not to cry it's a really moving documentary about a football player who was diagnosed with als and decided to live the last few years of his life as full as possible
0: oh no! i think
1: he's i think he's still alive i don't know pretty sure he is maybe not no oh god i don't know but go watch the trailer it looks really good it's coming out soon everywhere so finders keepers and then follow it up with Gleason when it does come out.
0: put your foot in it there, didn't you?
1: I have no idea, I should have looked that up before we started this. Your,
0: your mummified foot. Oh, I
1: put my mummified foot right in my Get mouth. Get it. I do, jokes, jokes, jokes. You're so funny. You are the better looking one and the funnier one.
0: That's what everyone says. That's what the uh, that Tinder profile says. That's what it says. I'm sure it does. I don't know, who knows anymore? What does it say? No one knows. Anyway, competition. Right, play some sort of competition music.
1: Competition.
0: Hey, hey! Don't don't make that better than mine. You just outdid my ditty. Well, you know what?
1: Someone, you has, to, my ditty. someone has to be the best at ditties.
0: Okay, do a competition ditty on your own.
1: Dun, 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 dun!
0: Competition.
1: Yeah.
0: That's quite good. Thank you. Give it a six out of ten.
1: Six out of six. Thank you.
0: All right, there's a lot missing. Okay, yes, it's our first competition. Who would have thunk it with five episodes in, and we've got a competition. Do you like action films? Yes. Do you like things that have fallen? Yes. But more importantly, do you like Kevin Costner, Gary Oldman, Gal Godot? Gal Gadot, Gal? How do you?
1: What, God, what is happening? Yes.
0: And Tommy Lee Jones.
1: Of course.
0: Is it Gal Gadot?
1: Yeah.
0: I just went in my accent. It sounds weird. It's like Gal Gadot. Like sounds like Calvados, but not. <laughs> um, it's
1: like when I say trousers, it doesn't work out.
0: Trousers, Truesers. We have been given Blu-rays, and we don't want them, and we want to give them away to you. What Blu-rays, you ask? Magic. Well, should we read them out? In one, what's the first film?
1: Well, this is to promote the film Criminal, coming out on Blu-ray and DVD. I actually haven't seen it yet. But it looks pretty good. But we've also got an amazing pile of other DVDs to give out.
0: Blu-rays.
1: Oh, I'm sorry. They're, They're different in, things, aren't they? Not in the
0: DVD era anymore. It's like laser I disc. I feel like
1: it's both. It's both, maybe, because some people don't have a player that plays. But anyway.
0: Who doesn't have a Blu-ray player now? I don't.
1: Really? That's why I hang out with you. I'm using you for your Blu-ray player.
0: Oh, oh, oh. So f- we are giving. I've getting... got five. I've got them coming out my ass. Uh,
1: Well, why don't you give some of those away?
0: It's a slot. Let's use it.
1: We are giving away Sicario, Survivor, Wild Card, and my personal favorite, London Has Fallen. An amazing pile of action films that you could be the proud owner of. Uh, We're doing a contest through Twitter. There'll be a question, a skills testing question. It's... Don't worry, it's not it's not math. That's all that matters. But keep an eye out on our Twitter page for that. And, uh, yeah, so you got to follow us at the405film. I was going to say .com, but that's not how Twitter works.
0: No, it's just the405film.
1: Yeah. The 405, the, and then 405 is numbers, and then the word film.
0: Yeah, because film isn't in numbers.
1: It is not. It is in letters. It's
0: in letters in the Queen's English. And we'll be putting the competition out there, but just so you know, you need to find out who's the best supporting actor at the 66th Academy Awards, might be the question, Lee Jones.
1: Ooh. I wonder if anyone will have the answer to that,
0: Lee Jones. Tommy. Tommy might.
1: He could. He very well could. We should ask him.
0: Yeah, true, we should. Jones him. Yeah. Give him. He could be the answer. Yeah, that's our competition. You could win a bundle of Blu-rays. A
1: bundle, you say?
0: Because August needs more action. August hasn't been that good for action movies, has it? Not this year. We've had... I'm just waiting, like...
1: It just started. Today is August 1st.
0: All right, July.
1: Okay, there we go. Let's say July. July had an amazing action film called Ghostbusters.
0: It's not really an action film, is it?
1: There was action in it. There was an amazing action sequence from Kate McKinnon.
0: Comedy, action, movies.
1: It was both, but I think I would like it to count in that category a little bit.
0: Do you want to know what else should count in that action category?
1: What?
0: The news that Shannon Tatum's going to be playing a mermaid.
1: Uh, What?
0: Yep, you know, not satisfied with potentially being a new man in black.
1: Really? That too? Where you know, have I been? You know been? that's
0: happening. That's the um 23 Drum Street crossover that's occurring.
1: Oh, you do keep talking about that, and I never knew what you were talking about, and now mm. I know.
0: And he's only recently just finished filming the sequel to Kingsman.
1: Ah, uh, amazing, but...
0: Hopefully there's a dance scene in it.
1: Well, there of course will be, because he's amazing, and I'm... When this news, this little news tidbit popped up on Reddit, I was like, well, that's fake. And then it linked to Variety, which is not fake. And I can't believe this is a sentence I get to say out loud. They are remaking Splash, interesting enough. Sure, why not? But they are, they're swapping the roles, and Channing Tatum <laughs> will play the mermaid, and Jillian Bell will play the human, Holy shit. Holy shit. Holy shit.
0: I'm looking forward to it.
1: Have you seen Splash?
0: I've seen Splash a few I, times.
1: I loved Splash, but mostly because I really wanted to be a mermaid, still do. And it just oh Tom Hanks is great. Daryl Hannah is great. I I don't I feel like I guess the only reason to do a remake is because someone said, I really wish Channing Tatum was a mermaid. And they're like, how can we make that happen? Mm, Let's reboot Splash.
0: What else could be rebooted from the past? Death Becomes Her?
1: No, don't touch it.
0: Don't you dare touch that movie.
1: Why not? Because it's perfect the way it is. There's nothing, you can't, you cannot replace Meryl Streep. And Goldie Hawn—it's absolutely not possible.
0: Don't even think about it. Right there we go. We are done. Thank you all for listening. And remember, we've got that competition. Thank you to Toby King and everybody at Picture House Central. And Elena
1: for the lovely discussion. Thank you to Dogwa for the documentary. Thank you to Laura Albert.
0: Yeah, thank you, Laura Albert, for that possible story.
1: Without you, um, and also please remember: don't you dare remake *Death Becomes Her*. I will cut
0: you. So if you want to help me write the script for Death Becomes Her, the remake, uh, you can find me at Bacon Chin Online. And if you don't, you can find Sean at Sharnacious. Uh We will see you next week in the same place on a Wednesday where we'll be talking more about film, telling you more about the documentary that we'll be seeing. And we might, might introduce our new feature to come watch a film with us.
1: What?
0: Toodaloo. That was the 405 Film Podcast with Picturehouse Central. Your host this week again was Sean Melton and Adam Libernati-Roach. Whilst Adam does the editing because he's got nothing better to do. The podcast is still produced by Oliver Primus and Sean Melton. Be our friends on Twitter. Follow us at the405film. And guess what? We talk about films. Go figure. We're going to need a mean pussy. Goodbye.